we hear it all the time is saying, wow, this is right in the middle of downtown, or wow, you're a bike ride from a college campus. It's an amazing thing to have this area that's really been protected and preserved over so many years, and it's still a natural wonder that we have here in Waco. Jonathan Cook of the City Parks Department says it's a juxtaposition that's a little jarring the first time someone visits Cameron Park. Just blocks from one of the busiest highways in the country, 416 wooded acres with trails, rivers, views, and serenity sit right in the heart of town. Cook enthusiastically gives me a tour of the park, interjecting tidbits about the summer-long 100th anniversary celebration with facts from the early days of the park. There's also a new book out this summer. Mark Furman, then a Baylor graduate student, made a history of the park his thesis. That work, combined with photographs of the park, comprise William Cameron Park, a centennial history, available from Baylor Press. Furman spent countless hours researching the park and says it's the people who made the park and the history of the areas that stand out and spark the imagination. I mean, Cameron Park represents, you know, the history of Waco. You know, you can go around and you can see the old things that used to be built there. You can think about all the different things that happened there. I mean, there was massive dedications. There was bands being played. You know, there's been boat races, there's been segregation, there's been integration. One area that has seen all of those aspects is Proctor Springs, one of the original pieces of land donated by the William Cameron family. A peaceful strip with the eponymous spring bordered by steep hills, it's interesting to imagine that this was once a bona fide area draw with thousands visiting to experience the water. Jonathan Cook took me there and talked about its history. Really the most historical area that we have out here in the park. Um, it was a part of the, the original land deed from the Cameron family. And uh, before we even got the land donated to the city, people would come out here and enjoy these cool water springs. And uh, even though we haven't had much rain, you can see still today, these springs actually still flow through here. And uh, sort of a lot of mystery to the area, um, simply because it goes back to the Waco Indians and the springs in this area. And they thought that water in this area, because it flowed from the ground, had mystical powers. And so it dates back to the Waco Indians. And, and like I said, even before 1910, people were already coming to this area. As you can tell, it's one of the central areas of the park, right close to Herring Avenue, right close to 4th Street. But you get in here and it's sort of like a cave in here with the trees over you and the spring flowing. Pretty cool area. So people, did they think it had like healing powers? Or? It, exactly. The springs throughout the park, um, that was one of the beliefs from the Waco Indians that historians have found, that they did think it had mystic powers to it. And so it's sort of interesting, but of course, over the years, what happened became a great spot to come and enjoy the water and cool off for the summer. Uh, throughout the early stages of the park, they had huge wading pools down in this area. Those wading pools and the surrounding land, says Furman, were a gathering site for a variety of groups with a sad historical footnote. It was a Civil War memorial ground for Confederate and Union soldiers at one point. Um, African Americans used it for uh, a Juneteenth celebration. Uh, back in the 1880s, which is, you know, strange because, um, or it's unique in the fact that they were not allowed in Cameron Park for a very, very long time. But before the city actually purchased the property, they went out there just as much as anybody else. Further into the park, Jacob's Ladder towers over the Brazos River. It's interesting that one of the park's biggest attractions is man-made. The ladder is an incredibly steep set of steps, climbing nearly 100 feet to the top of a bluff. 
We climbed to the top, keeping our eyes on the different size steps below us. One of the favorite games in Cameron Park is count how many steps it takes to get to the top, or as mm -hmm. I like to play, count how many to get to the bottom. But uh, no, it is one of the more challenging and fun obstacles that we have in Cameron Park. And what you'll notice as you start walking, all the steps are different heights. And that has to do with the fact when it was built, it basically built with the grade of the slope and it twists and curves. Jacob's Ladder was originally built by a family at the top of the bluff to have a way to get down to the river. It's easy to imagine the thrill for the children of the adventure of climbing down an imposing staircase to get to explore the river below. It's also interesting to think about how they built it over 100 years ago in the first place. Mark Furman. I mean, they built that without any kind of technology that we have today. You know, they did it on as, as meager and low a budget with, you know, so it's just human ingenuity more than anything else. It's a great, great attraction spot. We'll continue our look at Cameron Park tomorrow at the mouth of the Bosque and the famous Lover's Leap. Pictures and details about Furman's book, William Cameron Park, A Centennial History, are available at kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.